But those things, because they don't press upon me, because Jesus doesn't come knocking in the morning like the cat does, often fall farther down the list than maybe they should. What do you seek? You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Don't be all else to me, save that thou art. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, blessed Son, and Holy Spirit, as we come before you today, receiving these words of Scripture, we ask that we receive Jesus, who is truly the Word of God, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. May He search every corner of our hearts that we might be fully His and cast out anything that is not of you. For those things do not bring life. To you, the author and giver of all true life, we pray this. Amen. Amen. So what do you seek? It's not an idle question. Before you put your feet on the floor in the morning, something drives you to get out of bed. In my case, it's a very vocal cat. (laughs) That cat would be perched on top of me most of the night, but I closed the bedroom door. But it's quite a loud cat. And like clockwork, at 6.30 every morning, she expects her food. What I seek is quiet. (laughs) So I stumble out of bed, stumble to the kitchen, put her food in her tray, and stumble back to bed and see if I can manage to fall back asleep on your average day. I can't. So, and usually that means I get a little time with my wife before the kids wake up. <laughs> and I seek that too. I seek that time with my wife to have those conversations that you can't have when you're 13 and you're 15-year-old or, or in earshot. Or maybe just because, after all, I married her and want to spend time with her. <laughs> And then I seek to serve the people I've been called to serve, and so I'm drawn to my computer to do my email and check and make sure there are no messages that have come in overnight. Maybe someone's in hospital. Maybe the bulletins need to be approved. Maybe there's something else that needs attending to from the council. And then I come over to the church and see who else I need to serve. And I continue on trying to fulfill what my day's needs call me to do. I seek those things. And then when the workday is done, oh, then my guitar studio calls me in my basement. Well, when I'm not working on my basement, I still haven't put a ceiling in, but when I'm not working on that, I'm drawn back to the instruments that I love to play music on. And I I sort of wonder why the Lord keeps me doing that. But 
I've done it since I was 18 years old, and I'm 50, so I'll probably keep doing it as long as I have fingers that'll work that way. And then I seek time with my kids when their school day is done. Because I want to have that deep relationship with them. And as they're 15 and 13, I'm ever more aware that soon they'll be leaving my house and have lives of their own. And then I'll see them the way I see my own parent. (laughs) I seek so many things. And they motivate me to move in my day. And yet there are deeper things that move me along too. I seek to follow after God. But most days, if I'm honest, I I worry about other things more. I seek to get my bills paid on time. I seek to straighten out the eternal mess that is my insurance. I seek to make sure my investments are going up and not down so that, assuming I predecede my wife, there'll be money left to care for her when I'm gone. I seek a closer relationship with my father, who a couple of years ago remarried, and so I don't see him as much as I would like. I seek growth and recognition from my my colleagues. I seek to make an impact in the world for my Lord. I seek to get to know him better. But those things, because they don't press upon me, because Jesus doesn't come knocking in the morning like the cat does, often fall farther down the list than maybe they should. What do you seek? Most of us spend most of our lives chasing things that ultimately won't satisfy us. I've talked to too many many people as a pastor that have had the experience of chasing something with all of their heart. An achievement in their profession. Profit in their 401k. To be idolized by their children or admired by their parents. Who sought to make meaning out of their identity in the world. Or in a relationship. Seek fulfillment in romance. Seek fulfillment in music. In the things that they love, their arts or whatever. And each of those things, while good in and of themselves, when they finally achieve what they've striven to achieve for so long, they find themselves still hungry. And they wonder why. It was one of the great insights of C.S. Lewis that he, he recognized that in each of us is a hunger that can't be fulfilled. And it wasn't new with him, but he articulated it in a particularly poignant way. Was that there seems to be a hunger in each of us that can't be satisfied by the things of this world or the relationships of this world. As wonderful as the things may be and as precious as the relationships are, there's still something within us that seeks something more. And he said, you know, it's funny, we get hungry and there's food in the world. We get sleepy and there's a bed. We crave affection and there are people around us to hug us 
and speak to us. We crave intellectual stimulation and there are books and now podcasts, which he couldn't have imagined, or whatever. And yet there's this hunger inside us that seems to have no thing that can fulfill it in this world. And Augustine said it this way. He said, The Lord has made us for Himself and we are restless until we rest in Him. The disciples of John are like you. They've come out in some hardship to hear the preacher. (laughs) I've mentioned last week, in the wilderness is where there are wild animals and no protection of law and order. It's where you find bandits and criminals. And they have come out seeking something to fulfill this hunger. They know that it can't be in this world. So they're seeking the kingdom of God. They think they found it in the preaching of John. And when Jesus walks by, John says, Nope, not me. Him. And hardly knowing what that means, they turn to Jesus and he looks at them and says, What do you seek? They don't seem to have a ready answer. But they do ask where he's going and they follow him. See, we were made for a relationship with God. And in Jesus Christ, that relationship is given to us even when we don't know what it is we're seeking. While our hungers are yet inarticulate, while we don't even know ourselves like we think we know ourselves, God sends Himself in the form of His Son to call us into a relationship that can ultimately satisfy us. And when we have that relationship, when we're growing in that relationship, as Andrew and Peter and the other disciple who never gets named eventually did, all the other things in our life, all the other passions and loves, whether they be for things or achievement or the arts, or most importantly for the relationships in our lives. All of those get set in a proper order because we're not expecting them to satisfy the one hunger that can never be satisfied by anything but God. And God will teach us how, and this is the most important thing, teach us how to love the people in our lives and the passions of our lives in the way we should So we can truly be a blessing to the people in our lives. And we can use the profession and the achievements and the money if we find it for things that truly give life to the world rather than take it away. This is the relationship that Jesus called these disciples into. And through the words of Scripture, it's the relationship He calls each and every one who hears these words into. Come, follow me. And when we do, we will find in him life eternal, not just in the world to come, but in the reordering of our loves, life in this place and in this time too. Will you join me for a word of prayer? Gracious God, We give you thanks that it was too light a thing 
that when you sent your son, he should only save the children of Israel, but rather that he became a light for the nations and drew all people toward him when he was lifted up on the cross. We thank you that his words extend through time, through the scriptures, to each of us. And Lord, whatever we've been wrongly putting in place, thinking it would satisfy us, we ask you to mercifully pry it from our hands and fix our eyes upon you. Help us grow in our relationship with you through the scriptures, through godly counsel, through the holy meal we will soon receive. Strengthen us and bless us. Satisfy the desire which only you can satisfy that the other passions of our life might be set right and we can truly be a blessing to the world around us, especially the people we love. And we pray all this in the precious name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that thou art. Be thou my best thought in the day and the night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence my life.